Discipleship is key to us following Jesus well. Jesus showed us a whole new way to live when he was here on earth, and then as he left, he told his followers to go and make disciples, teach them the things that I've taught you, help them live the way that I've taught you to live. And that's what our life is with Jesus. As we're learning and as we're growing with him, then we take others alongside of us and help them to do the same, to live more like Jesus. And this is discipleship. So how do we do this at NCC? Well, the next few weeks, we're gonna be talking about how in our community of New Community Church, we are going to be discipling others. How do we do it? Why do we do it? What does the Bible say about discipleship? You're listening to the New Community Church Podcast, and I'm Pastor Caleb. This is the series Multiply, talking about how and why we do discipleship at NCC. doing good and it's good to see y'all here we're glad that you're able to join us this morning for our second service in a long time um if you're joining us online we want to say welcome to you as well um just want to say welcome to new community church i'm pastor caleb i'm the creative pastor here at ncc if you didn't already know thank you so much (laughs) um now Today is going to be a great day going into our series Multiply, but I first want to take a moment and just welcome anyone who's here for the first time. Um, If you're our guest this morning, we really are glad that you've joined us today. Even if you're here online for the first time, we have a quick, easy way how we can connect with you. It's to to text this number, 94090. Text the word NCC New to that number, and we would, it gives us a chance to connect with you, get to know you a little bit, just know how we can serve you as a church family. Not going to spam you or anything like that, but we just want to know how can we help you connect to this community and how can we help you grow? So if you, if it's your first time or maybe in the last few weeks has been your first time, text that number um, so we can connect with you and help you grow and serve you here at NCC. Now, today we are finishing up our series Multiply um, and we're talking about why and how we make disciples at NCC. It's all about discipleship. And if you've been around NCC for a little while, then you are familiar with Multiply, familiar with maybe this graphic, um, because it's something we've brought up at the beginning of this year when God had spoken this five-year goal over our church community, spoken to our, the leadership of NCC about how in the next five years, by 2025, we will make 1,000 disciples across three NCC campuses. That's a big vision. That's this big goal that we are working towards in and letting God lead us towards the next few years. And it's all about discipleship. And so we're taking some time over the last few weeks and today to talk about what it means to be a disciple. What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? In the last few weeks, I hope that you've engaged with those messages. If you haven't, you can find those messages online at newcommunity.co slash messages. Um, And you can watch those last few weeks with Pastor Aaron and Sarah and AC talking to us about what it means to be a disciple. All of those messages are really great, important principles for us to know when it comes to being a disciple of Jesus. I want to take a quick second and kind of recap quickly what those messages were about. In the first week, Pastor Aaron Escamilla talked to us about to be a disciple means that we're living with this radical abandonment for his glory. This radical abandonment for his glory. You know, abandonment to give up and surrender everything that we have 
in this radical sense of it that nothing on earth am I holding on to so tightly that I won't be willing to give up to Jesus. Because he requires everything from us. We're going give to give up our dreams, give up our comfort, give up our sins and the things we're used to so we can follow Jesus with everything that we have. This radical abandonment. And then Pastor Sarah sharing with us, to be a disciple is to live with a joyful dependence on his grace. A joyful dependence on his grace. That we have nothing if we don't have Jesus. It's only because of his grace that we are even here today, that we get to live this life at all, and especially get to live it so full. It's just being dependent on Jesus. I'm not gonna be so dependent on money or anything I earn or any person on earth that I'm not so dependent on Jesus. To be a disciple means we're fully and joyfully dependent on his grace. And then last week, Pastor AC sharing how disciple-making is not an option if we are disciples of Jesus. If I'm a disciple of Jesus, then I'm gonna go make disciples. That's a natural part of my life with him. This is just our lifestyle. Like that's just how things go because Jesus has expected us to make disciples if I'm a disciple of him. And this week, we're wrapping it up. We're talking about to be a disciple means that I will live with an urgent obedience to his mission. And we're gonna say urgent. Urgent. That is really what we're focusing around, that word urgent. Urgent, to have an urgency about doing what Jesus has called us to do. To this mission that he has to go and make disciples, which is about bringing people alongside of us as we learn and grow in Jesus. We're helping other people do the same. We're helping them see what kind of life they could live with Jesus, helping people know him personally to make disciples. This urgent obedience is a lot different than just simply doing what you're told. If you're a parent in the room or if you work with young people, y'all might wish that those young people would obey with an urgency, right? With an urgent obedience. Because you could picture, maybe it'd be hard, but you could picture this happening. You walk into the living room and you say, hey, could you go clean your room? And your kid looks up from their phone and whatever they're doing, playing Among Us, they're on YouTube, they're like, shut it down, throw it on the couch, and then run full speed down the hall to get to their room, to fold their clothes, make their bed as fast as they can. You're like, well, that would be cool, right? Anybody? Like if, if, they, if we obeyed people with this urgent kind of obedience, the world would look a lot different. And you can see that there's a difference. Like you might expect that like they look up and say like, okay, I'll get to it later. You know, I have more important things to do, whatever's here in front of me. And then you, you picture that against someone who runs down the hall to get things done. What's the difference? Well, the one who's running, it's important to them. They've made it important to themselves to go get this done because it's important to my parents, so it's important to me. And there's a difference when it comes to urgency in how we obey. And this makes me think about when I was a kid, I'm one of five kids. I have four sisters. Y'all can feel bad for me if you want. Um, but there's five of us, which means there's a lot of laundry in the house. Anyone in the room, you're like, we got a lot of laundry. And so that means there's lots of clothes being cleaned all the time. And we would clean by like colors and not just by person. So that just means there's a big load. When it gets done, we're sorting it out to people's baskets. Each of us had like a smaller basket with our clothes in it. So me and my sisters, the five of us, we'd get our clothes, our baskets, and we'd get on one side of the house. You could see like the hallway down that way where our bedrooms were. We'd all get down with our baskets on the ground. 
we're like in sprint position, like the Olympics, okay? This is our Olympics that came not every four years, but like every four days. And so we'd sit down with our laundry, someone say go, and then we're like running full speed with our bastards on the ground, pushing each other out of the way, fighting our way down the hallway. I'm like swinging around the corner into my room. I was the only guy, so I had like my own room. I don't know how good they're doing, which means I have to go as fast as I possibly can, get my clothes in the drawers. It probably wasn't very good, but they were in there, so it was done, running back out to the starting line, and whoever got there first, like that's what we wanted to be, the person who got back first, right? We didn't get any kind of prize. It's not like there's any trophy or anything, but we got bragging rights, all right? It was for the pride of the thing. And if you have siblings, you know that that's important, yes. So I had bragging rights over my siblings. If I won, I probably didn't win all the time. But as far as you know, I did. Um, So you could picture this kind of urgency, right? Like it's important. It's happening now. It needs to happen right away. And some of us, when we're thinking about making disciples, when we read about it in the Bible, when we hear it talked about at church, we think, I'll get to it later. Like, I'm just not really so comfortable with doing that right now. I'll get to it. Like, I get that it, you know, seems like a big deal, but it's kind of whatever. Things are going well right now. I don't really want to change things. So I'll get to it later because I have more important things to do. And some of us are saying, I'll get to it later. And we're not living with this urgency to his mission. So where does this urgency come from? You need to understand where is it coming from? Why is this urgency a necessary part of how we follow Jesus And that's what we're going to talk about. But before I really get there, I want to make sure we're all on the same page about something. That we all understand this principle. That we are disciples. You and me are disciples of Jesus. If we say that we follow Jesus, it's not just saying, I'm a Christian, cool, walk away. It's like, I'm a disciple following Jesus. I'm learning and growing, and Jesus is changing me every day. We are disciples In 1 John chapter 2, he says, And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did that it's not just about being a Christian, wearing the sticker, being, feeling proud about it, but being a disciple means that it's active, that we are carrying out the mission of God and we are following his commandments. God is changing me. This is active relationship. It should be changing our lives every single day. And it's not just that I can put the title down, but God is changing me all the time. It's more than just knowing of Jesus, but being a disciple is active and moving and changing. And as we've talked about the last few weeks, it requires a lot. It requires a lot of us. It requires everything from us to be a disciple of Jesus. So we have to first understand that we are disciples. Like this is personal for us. We are disciples and this is what we signed up for. When we said, I'm gonna follow you, Jesus, this is what he expected, that we would give up everything to follow him. And he expected that making disciples is a natural part of our life now. To continually be helping other people to know God and to come into relationship with him. Because we are disciples. 
And when you look at the disciples in the Bible, when Jesus first knew them, he told them in, in Matthew chapter four, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So right when they were first following him, Jesus said, I'm gonna make you fishers of men. What I'm gonna teach you, what I'm gonna show you, what we're gonna experience together is gonna go beyond you. It's for the benefit of other people as well. From the beginning, Jesus expected that his disciples would go out into the world to carry out his mission and not just keep it for themselves. And this is for us too, because when we see ourselves as active disciples of Jesus, we take these words personally now. It's not just this guy back then talking to those guys some other day, but this is Jesus talking to us because we are his disciples. So Jesus is saying these words to us now that I will make you fishers of men. And in Matthew 28 as well, which I'll get to in a second, when we see that these words are now personal to us, this urgency becomes pretty obvious actually, that this urgency is necessary how we follow the Lord. So I'm gonna give you a couple points when it comes to living with this urgent obedience and encourage you to take some notes, to write it down because note takers are history makers. Um, Pastor AC teaches our students that, that note takers are history makers. And if we're taking notes and writing down what God is speaking to us, that's how we take it into action. And it really starts to change the world around us through our life. So you're taking notes. We live life with an urgent obedience to his mission because Jesus has commissioned us. We will live with this urgent obedience to his mission because Jesus has commissioned us. Jesus has commissioned us. In Matthew chapter 28, you may have heard this before, the great commission, but I want you to feel it in a new way. And I pray that the Lord would help speak this to your heart in a fresh way to hear this personally. It says, and Jesus came and said to them, said to his disciples, after he had risen from the dead, they finally got to see their Lord again after he was supposed to be dead. Now he's alive and he sees them again and says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He's talking to us. It's not Jesus to those guys has nothing to do with us. He's talking to us now. He's talking to followers of Christ. And he's talking to you. I'm gonna read the scripture again, but I want you to take it in and understand these are not words from just from centuries ago. These are words from your father to you today. He says, you're gonna follow me this is what I have for you. So hear these words and understand Jesus is calling us as disciples of him to do this. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is why we act with this urgent obedience. This urgent obedience, because Jesus has commissioned us. It's personal now. This is what we've been expected to do from the beginning. And I wanna break it down for you just a little bit. Jesus has commissioned us. Jesus, Jesus who is God, 
Jesus who knew us before we were ever born. Jesus who lived a perfect and sinless life here on earth, facing every trial, every temptation that we do, but still made the right decisions. Jesus who died for those who did not deserve it, who gave his life for people who dishonored him and disrespected him and spat on him gave his life for them, and then rose from the grave to claim victory and authority over death and sin, this Jesus, the Lord God Almighty, this Jesus has commissioned us, has commissioned you, has commissioned me and our families to go and make disciples. This is a big deal. It's not just like, Oh, this is something that, like, if you get around to it, go and, you know, take some time out of a weekend and get that done. He's like, this is your life. Go and make disciples. Change the world. Help people see what life could be like with me. They're not just dead words from years and years ago. But these words are alive. And they're for us. They're for today. Jesus has commissioned us. And Jesus has commissioned you. We have to take this personal. Our Lord God Almighty has commissioned me to go to make disciples. And if Jesus is commanding me to do something, it's only logical that I'm going to go do it, right? That I'm going to go do it with urgency. I'm not going to stand face to face with Jesus and say like, I, I know what you asked me to do and it seemed like a big deal, but like I had my other things to do. Like I had more important things to do at the time. But like, I want to be able to tell him, I gave everything I had for your mission. I had everything you asked of me, gave up everything. I gave up myself so that your mission could be fulfilled, that he would be proud of me. Because Jesus has commissioned us. He's, look at what the scripture says. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Like he starts off how he's speaking. He says like, now that I've claimed victory over death and sin, all authority in heaven and on earth, anywhere you might go, in your workplace, at your home, at the park, anywhere on the earth you might go, Jesus has authority. It goes beyond the earth, anywhere in the universe, in the heavens, Jesus has authority. If there's anyone we would ever respect or ever do quickly what he's asked of us, it's Jesus. And some of us are so quick to throw away or put down what we're doing to get done what maybe our boss is asking us to do. Like I have respect for them or I wanna honor them or I have this commitment, you know, they're paying me and I have this commitment to do what they're asking. But what about Jesus? What about this commitment we've made that I'm gonna give my life for you? We have to honor him and show Jesus above anyone else the authority that he deserves. If it's important to him, then it's important to us. If it's important to Jesus, it's going to be important to us. And these are the first words and the last words he speaks to his disciples. He says, the first thing you need to know about following me is you're going to be fishers of men. And before he goes to heaven, he says, the last thing you need to remember, when I'm about to leave you with my spirit and you're about to go into the world and carry this out, this is what I want you to remember. Go and make disciples. Teach people what I've taught you. When I'm preaching or teaching people, like I want to have this one phrase or this one idea like they'll remember and be able to take with them and actually apply. And usually it's something you'll come back to at the end, remind them. If you, were, if you didn't remember anything else today, remember this as you leave. 
And this is what Jesus is doing before he goes to heaven and, and sends him his spirit and leaves him on the earth. Jesus is saying, remember this. Go and make disciples. For everything that we've experienced together, everything I've taught you, this is what I want you to remember. This is how you live it out. This is how you carry it into the world. It's important to him, so it's important to us to help other people know this life that you know, to have relationship with Jesus. We will live with his urgent obedience to his mission because Jesus has commissioned us. And the second point is we will live with an urgent obedience to his mission because we can't help it. We simply cannot help ourselves. If we truly know Jesus, we cannot help it but to tell people and to get it out and to see his mission fulfilled because this is the most important thing to us. If we truly know Jesus, we cannot help but have help people to see it. And you think about the disciples and their time with Jesus on the earth. Think about like they walked with him. They saw him in person in front of their own eyes. They saw Jesus calm the storms. They saw Jesus heal people by his own hand. They saw Jesus feed thousands of people with a small lunch. They saw Jesus give his innocent life for people who did not deserve it in the least. They, they saw him after he was supposed to be dead. He had risen from the grave and they saw him again. They touched his body. The disciples had this great news to tell people. If you can imagine, like, they were ready to go. These disciples did not have to be forced to do anything because they're like, what I have seen is gonna change the world and I know that for a fact beyond any shadow of a doubt and I need to tell people about this. They had this urgency about how they went into the world and somewhere along the way, the church has become silent. The church has become and I don't know necessarily why, but we have kind of kept to ourselves when the world needs to know about Jesus. We have to be going out with this urgency because what they saw is not just a fairy tale. It's not just a book that I'll put on the shelf and never take down again. These are real stories. These are real events of history that people need to know about. Jesus changed the world so much when he was here on the earth but we need to remember Jesus is changing the world now. Like what happened then is continued on and is happening today. Jesus is changing people today. We need to be able to share that with this urgency because this is what Jesus has expected of us and expected of his disciples from the very beginning to be fishers of men, go and make disciples, his intention from the beginning was, as you walk with me and learn from me and, I, and we're walking life together, you're going to be doing the same with other people as well to help them to know me. And it makes me think, do we truly know Jesus? Do we really know him? Are we familiar with what he's done for us? And what that means. Are we seeing him work around us now? Are we familiar with that? Because it's easy to think it's not a big deal if we don't really know Jesus personally. But if we know him, we cannot help but tell people about it. 
Because when you look at his life on earth, Jesus went around and showed people, you don't have to live like this anymore. You don't have to live like the way you are. You don't have to be oppressed by pain and, and depression and this difficult life. But there is hope now. There is freedom for you. There is healing that you can experience. Jesus said there's a new way to live with hope. There's a way out of all of this. Death does not have to be the end for you. Jesus told us there's a new way to live. And those of us who are following him, we're experiencing this life, this love, this joy, and this boldness that comes with life with Jesus. And it's great, but how can we keep that to ourselves? If we're experiencing that life with him, we cannot keep it to ourselves. It's impossible to know this good news and know this Jesus and be silent about it. It's impossible. It's impossible to truly know what could change someone's life and know this Jesus personally and, and keep it silent to ourselves. This is where the urgency comes from, is really knowing Jesus. So I want us to just be reflective for a moment. Are you familiar with the story of Jesus in the Bible? Are you familiar with the events of his life that took place on this earth? We should be able to share that with somebody else, naturally and easily. And if you're not very familiar, that's okay, but I would encourage you that after today, you go through and read through the Gospels in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these accounts of Jesus' life. This should be a natural part of our life with him that we understand what he has done for us. Some of us just need to know Jesus again. We need to have this fresh kind of introduction to Jesus. We should be familiar with what he's done when he was here on the earth. But I wanna also ask you, are you aware? Are you familiar with what Jesus is doing now? Doing today? Because he's still alive. Jesus is still alive. And he's working today. And if we believe that, then we should keep our eyes open to see, wow, their life is so different because of what he's doing in them. Jesus is challenging me right now. And it, like this is how he's been helping me to grow. My relationship with my wife, it's so different because of Jesus. My kids, they're, they're protected and they're living a wonderful life because of Jesus. Like when we are actively making disciples and we're active in this relationship with Jesus, it's so easy to see him moving around us because we're engaged with people as they're growing and they're coming into reconciliation with the Lord and with people in their family. Marriages are being restored. Forgiveness is being shown and received. Because Jesus is working right now. We're seeing our broken world start to find healing. That's Jesus working in us and in people around us. And if we're not active in helping people grow, if we're not growing ourselves, if we're not making disciples, it's so hard to see Jesus working. But if we're active in it, we see it all the time. This is what we have to share with people. Jesus is alive today and he's working in my life. See how he's challenged me to love my spouse. See how he's challenged me to love people who don't deserve it. When they see your life, do they see Jesus? Do they know what you believe? 
if somebody asks you about why you live the way you do, the first response should be Jesus. It should be easy and natural to tell people about him. We will live with an urgent obedience to his mission because Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lord God Almighty has commissioned us, asked me and you to carry his mission to the world. That's a big deal. And when we truly know Jesus, we cannot help ourselves but run to see his mission fulfilled. It's the most important thing we can do. And we've talked about it the last few weeks, but being a disciple of Jesus, it comes at a great cost. The cost of discipleship, it's great. I mean big, I mean hard. I'm not shying away from that fact. We've leaned into it these last few weeks. To follow Jesus requires everything from us everything and I hope that over these last two weeks you've been able to reflect on that as we talked about abandonment talked about surrender giving all that we are to the cause of Christ that you've taken some time to reflect and count that cost for yourself count that cost for your family is this something you're willing to pay to follow Jesus because it should be if we're gonna follow Jesus, we should be willing to give him everything that we are, everything that we have. And then when we've counted that cost and we've decided to lay it all down, we're able to radically live as God has called us to, to do everything he's asked us to do right away with an urgency. The cost of discipleship, it's great. But the cost of non-discipleship is far greater. The cost of not knowing Jesus, it costs you all you have and more. Because with Jesus, there's life. And without him, there's not. The cost of non-discipleship is far greater for those of us who settle for a casual association with Jesus for those of us who say, I'm on the team, wearing the jersey, we're sitting on the sidelines, we're just waiting for the championship ring, but we never get in the game. If we're settling for this casual association with him, you're missing the life and the love and the peace and the comfort, the protection and the boldness that you experience in life with Jesus. The cost of non-discipleship is far greater for those of us who settle for casual association with him and for those who don't even know Jesus. If we are not actively making disciples, actively helping others to know Jesus more, then people aren't getting to know him. If we just chalk that up to a pastor's job or somebody else or some leader, his mission's not being fulfilled. This is for us, this is the church. Every single one of us, it's only because we're a follower of Jesus, this is why we do what we do. It's not because I'm a pastor, it's not because I'm a leader or I have a position at the church, it's because I'm a follower of Jesus, so I'm gonna go make disciples and I'm gonna carry someone with me and help them to see who Jesus is so they can grow and know him more. 
That's his mission. And there's an urgency we have to go with that we would obey him with everything we are. This is the most important thing we can do. This is why we make disciples. This is why we're talking about it. It's why it's a big deal. This is why when we had the whole leadership of the church, people from all walks of life in different positions, listening for the Lord to speak to NCC, and he said, go and make disciples. That was beyond anything else so clear in what he was asking us to do. He's like, get back to the basics. Do what I asked you to do in the first place. Make disciples and see what I'll do. And here at NCC, there's different ways we'll help to encourage each other and help each other to do this more effectively. But this all starts with us just being open with people. So think about your life. Who are you opening up your life to? Jesus spent all his time with these 12 young men that he shared his life with. Who are you sharing your life with? And think even outside of your family, who's engaged with you that's seeing how you treat your spouse, that's seeing how you interact with God? Who are you sharing the story of Jesus with? There should be somebody that all of us are opening our life to and sharing, this is how Jesus is challenging me this week. Man, look at what Jesus is doing. And look at how he's changed my kids. Look at how he's changed this person and what Jesus is doing. Isn't it awesome? That's where it begins. That we would open up our life to other people. As we walk with Christ, we have others hand in hand walking with us. This is not something we do alone. We will make disciples and live with an urgent obedience to his mission. Because Jesus has commissioned us and we cannot even help ourselves. I wanna take a moment and just reflect on this. So if you would just bow your head and close your eyes with me, just help us to focus in on the Lord's voice in our heart. And I'm praying that he's speaking to you right now, that there's something that you feel challenged with, that going from today, you know, I'm gonna open up my life to somebody, I'm gonna talk about Jesus, I'm gonna help start discipling somebody because this is what I have to do. And some of you in the room might be thinking, man, the life you're talking about sounds awesome, actually. I've been looking for that kind of joy. I've been looking for that peace. I've been looking for that hope you're talking about. And I would pay that cost. Whatever it might cost me is worth it to know this Jesus and to know this hope, to experience this kind of life that's you in the room, I want to take a moment and pray this prayer together to accept the Lord into our heart, to start this life, start this relationship with him. And I would ask everyone in the room to pray with me in support and encouragement as well. You pray this with me. Jesus, I come to you. I know I have messed up. I don't want to keep living the way that I have. I want to be a part of of your family. I wanna have a personal relationship with you. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me. And I ask you into my heart today, forgive me of my sins. Direct my steps every day of my life. Thank you, Lord. 
And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Are you going to celebrate those who made that decision? And if this is the first time or maybe maybe feels like the first time again that you pray that prayer to ask the Lord into your heart, Pastor AC will share quickly in a minute how we can help you to grow and help you through those next steps to know Jesus more because we want to help you be a disciple of Jesus. Now I want to take a moment and just pray for all of us in the room, all of us online, that God would give us the boldness to go and carry out his mission. Give us the courage to let go of everything that we have held so close before, but willing to just live radically for Jesus with an urgency for his mission to open up our life to somebody and to share what he's doing. And that he would give us strength to continue to look more like him. So if you would, let's pray together. You can pray in your own words as well as I'm praying, but we're asking the Lord to give us the courage to do this. Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity we get to come together, that we get to encourage one another to learn, Lord, and become more like you. Lord, as you've spoken to us about discipleship over the last few weeks, Lord, I pray that as we're counting this cost, you give us the courage and the boldness, Lord, to pay that price because you're helping us to see the end goal. You're helping us to see the result of it all in life with you, to know you personally. We cannot thank you enough, Lord, that we get to live that kind of life. Jesus, give us the boldness to share with people about you. Open up our eyes to see you working around us. Help it be obvious to us, Lord, what you're doing in people's lives and how you're changing them, how people are coming back to you and and experiencing the kind of life you have for them. And that we would be able to share that with others, Lord. Jesus, give us the words to say, give us the moments to talk to people and remind us of your authority in our life. You are everything that we need. You're everything that we want. And we will do as you ask. Lord, it's exciting to think about where NCC, what we will look like, what this community will look like, what each of us, how we will change as we urgently go forward with your mission. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much that you care about us like you do. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Here at NCC, we are all about making people and places new. We want to know how we can help you grow in your faith. So connect with us online at newcommunity.co.